the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. No repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more Your best financial partner. This is Business 1440. KYCR. Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump is addressing the problem of skyrocketing prescription drug medications for many Americans. Yesterday, he signed four executive orders that will lower the price for things like insulin. Under this order, the price of insulin for affected patients will come down to just pennies a day. Pennies a day from numbers that you weren't even able to think about. It's a massive cost savings. And the other orders involve lower prices for importing drugs. They're also about paying lower international prices for some Medicare drugs and passing rebates directly on to consumers. Vice President Mike Pence kept up the administration's push for reopening schools and universities yesterday. He said that reopening schools can be done safely, even amid public concerns about the coronavirus. On Wall Street, the Dow was down 182 points. This is SRN News. It's back to school time. Whether your kids are returning to class with face masks or you're keeping them at home, one thing will stay the same. Back to school is expensive. So we'd like to help. Enter the back to school sweepstakes. You could win $2,500 for your kids' expenses. Then we pay an additional $2,500 to your school. Register for the back to school sweepstakes at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. That's TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. So I have to be honest and let you know that sometimes I really do get nervous about our current situation. I know that I'm being taken care of, but sometimes I don't act like I know I'm being taken care of. I'm really not concerned about my health. I want to follow the protocol that is put before us. I want to honor those in authority over me. At the same time, I want to be a responsible and good steward of the resources that I've been given. Day-to-day activities might look a little bit different, We should continue steadfastly on the path that the Lord has given us. We're not called to worry. We're called to run a race of endurance. Remember, the world is watching. How we react to our situation could impact how people see our faith. So if you're interested in having a conversation about your roof or gutters or anything else, we encourage you to give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Let's face it, life can get busy. Between work, trips to the cabin on the weekends, keeping your eye on the markets, with everything going on, convenience usually comes at a premium. But Business 1440 is here to make things a bit easier. With the iHeartRadio app, you can stream your favorite shows anytime, anywhere, and it's free. Download iHeartRadio from the App Store or listen online at iHeartRadio.com and stay connected with your best financial partner wherever you go. Business 1440. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I'm excited. This economy is on fire. It's the King Banyan Show. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Please bring on the recession. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Good morning and welcome, King Banyan Show, Business 1440, where the office is nine degrees cooler than last week. My gosh, what a difference a week makes, even though it's beastly outside. I refer refer to this to somebody as like, it's like I'm walking through a bowl of minestrone as I go out to get the newspaper from the mailbox in the morning. 
Um, let's see, tube next to the mailbox. It says, God forbid you should put it in the mailbox. That's post office property. Um, I should be careful. My my late father-in-law, God rest him, is a, was a mail carrier uh, throughout his life. So, anyway, uh, we're live today, 651-289-4477. Um, we're going to do this pretty quickly today because in the second hour we've got some special guests. Um, arranged for us by one of our listeners, we are able to have with us today Brad Olson who is co-founder of Recurrent Investment Advisors, along with one of their strategists named Oliver Doolin. They are going to talk to us about the shale industry and about energy issues more generally. They'll be here in the second hour. Uh, We're really looking forward to that. Thanks to our listeners. If you have an idea about someone to reach reach us, um, you can contact us through uh, TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Click on the show page, and you'll see an email link there. If I give it to you live on the air, it probably is going to end up causing me a ton of spam. So I'm going to make you go through the hoops instead. I apologize. But if you've got a show idea, we'd be happy to have that. I'm looking forward to having, we're going to look for a guest for next week as well. Uh, because next week, of course, is is GDP week. We're going to get the GDP report next week. We will have a Fed meeting next week. We'll talk about those, but... I don't think they're going to use up two hours of our time, even though you'll want to sort through the carnage that will be the GDP report next week. Everyone's kind of waiting to see what happens. I'm going to say I'm going to say 33. On a seasonally adjusted annual basis, the decline of GDP in the second quarter will be thir- will be a negative 33 percent, a 33 percent decline. That again means if it was annualized, it would do that. I think the data in Jan- I think if anything I've been in the 30 30 to 35 camp for a while. I've thought about moving myself down into the 20s, but I don't think I want to go too far out there. Um I don't think I want to go too far away from the consensus on this point because it's just so much uncertainty about what's happening right now. Also want to talk to you today about uh, sort of a what I might call a, a what I think is going to be the shakeout of um, various elements of of the Republican Party. Now I don't talk politics often, but when I do, it's because politics is keenly interested in economic policy, and I want to talk about economic policy. Indeed, when we have Brad and Oliver on, we're going to probably spend a little time talking about policy. Uh, as it applies up here in Minnesota to think about uh, shale, that means you're actually thinking about pipelines and the transportation system to get oil from fields to eventually to uh, industry, to automobiles, and, and to refineries, uh, first and foremost. We're going to talk about that. That'll be something that's going to be very, very, very interesting uh, in my mind. Uh, what I am interested in is is the fact that I'm seeing a division within the Republican Party over economic policy. And I think the way we saw it, it played out on Thursday almost hour by hour changes in whether or not the Senate would propose a phase four uh, stimulus bill. The answer is they didn't. And the reason there wasn't a phase four stimulus bill I think reflects, yep, you could say, well, they don't want to spend $1 trillion, they don't want to spend $3 trillion, it's a deficit thing. I don't think that's the argument. I think what we saw is the fact that, interestingly to me, what I've seen in this White House is, while, is that there is a strong nationalist component, um, and I don't, mean that, I don't mean that in a pejorative sense, an America, you know, I'm not going to use the America First piece, but a an anti-free trade position that had at one time been a conservative position became a member, a piece of uh, mainstream democratic thinking when when private sector labor unions were a more important part of the coalition that Democrats had. Now, interestingly. Um, accelerated by 
the aversion to all things that Trump proposes. Democrats have been more in favor of free trade, although that, you know what, you have to be careful. That's not everywhere and always just a reaction to Trump. Bill Clinton was more free trade oriented than many of his fellow Democrats back in the early 1990s. Let's be fair. NAFTA doesn't happen without Bill Clinton and Al Gore. Um, had they elected folks like Richard Gephardt as their as their nominee back in 1992, I'm willing to say that counterfactual could have been turned out such that there would never have been a NAFTA. And to think that what the world would have looked like without that, I don't think there would have been a NAFTA. I don't think there would have been a most favored nation status for China. I want to play that out for you someday. I'm not going to do that today. But the other aspect, the other wing of the party, that wing of the party is actively willing to use tax policy to promote national goals that are leaning toward bringing trade benefits to the United States. Contra that is a group that is not just Larry Kudlow, but includes in no small part Larry Kudlow, and I think in, in no small part uh, even um, folks like um, folks uh, uh, like Wilbur Ross and other members of the Trump cabinet who have pushed Trump toward the ideas that are favored by people like Art Laffer and Stephen Moore, Steve Moore. What we would have called many years ago supply-side economics. I think it's actually made a comeback. And I want to play some clips for you to sort of say, you know what? We may think that the uh, we, we may think that the Republicans have gone fully into the uh, we don't care about deficits. We'll use tax policy to support things. I don't know. I don't know how true that is anymore. I have a different view of it. And watching what's happening this week has been very, very, very interesting. Even the division between people who we think of as being kindred spirits within the uh, Republican Senate caucus. Actually, we're kind of shooting at each other this week. We'll hear a little bit of that uh, coming up coming up during the hour. But let me give you the data, as we always do here in the King Banyan Show. Let's review the data. Um, there, and it was positive and negative, and I, I would argue that this week we saw most of the talk in the, mar- in the news, the chattering class says, whoa, this expansion's slowing down. Well, if you've been listening to this show here on Business 1440 for the last, what, now, four months, we warned you this was what's going to happen. The first leg up of the expansion was going to be really quick because there's a lot of business that happens when you just sort of say, well, you can do business now. When we tell retailers, you can open now, they're going to open and they're going to find ways to do it safely and they're going to make some money. I did a presentation uh, up here for uh, a local chamber of commerce here in central Minnesota just this past week in which one of the things I pointed out was people saying, why is um, the retail sector doing so well? And I, you know, why, why are they doing so well? And why is, uh, why is hospitality and leisure doing so poorly? Well, people have started to build that habit that they're going to go to they're going to use the stores more and they're going out to eat less and I think that's still happening. You saw some of that some of that happening in the in the marketplace. So just looking at the negative sides for a moment. These are the negatives that we saw this week. The the July manufacturing purchasing managers index was up but it was right on 50 versus 47.9 a month ago. We thought it was going to go up more than we thought. It, we thought it would go to 51. Instead, it went to 50. Services is still running below the 50 mark. So 50 is the dividing line between more, more businesses expanding than contracting. So manufacturers are up at 51. And... And services are at 49.6. Now, here in the St. Cloud area, as I was telling my listeners 
uh, my listeners at this meeting uh, on uh, Thursday, in the St. Cloud, we don't have a huge leisure and hospitality sector, not like you folks in the Twin Cities listening to us on Business 1440. If you're, up in, if you're up in the Duluth area, you have a large leisure and hospitality sector, but it's very different. It's not restaurants. It's lake cabins and campgrounds and, and the resorts and so forth. Yes, there's food up there. There are restaurants up there. But it's not fine dining. It's not a place where you're – and it's pretty easy to imagine that, that many of those places had little difficulty converting to takeout versus a place that features four-course meals, okay? A Wolfgang Puck meal that you buy in the grocery store is not the same as a Wolfgang Puck meal that you would buy um, at the restaurant at one of his places. And I love Wolfgang Puck's food. I, 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 if I'm in a city that has one of his restaurants in it, I try to go because I usually love it. I... I give it a miss at the grocery store. It's not the same. But the Applebee's? Yeah, the stuff that's in the freezer case probably is 99, well, maybe 98%. As good as the stuff that you get in the store itself. You might you might go that way. The TGI Friday, all of that stuff. Yeah, you might, you might buy that out of the freezer case. And they might do a better job of, of converting their, their things into the boxes than before. So what we see here is that is that people are staying home more, which is why existing home sales were up, and they're really they were really really up in June uh, because a lot of contracts that got signed in March, April, and May got delayed to actually be closed on until June, when it was safer for people to go to closings, since many of those still have to happen in person. Um, so the question is, what's coming up in July? We don't know yet, but uh, there's some there's some concern there. Let me take a break here. When I come back, the one major number that freaked everybody out. <gasps> Initial claims went up. Initial claims went up. Don't worry. I actually am going to tell you not to worry. It was it was probably overshadowed by something that I think was more positive, and we're going to talk about those right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. I'm on Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Once upon a time, there was a man who did everything the hard way. Drive? I'll just walk. What's a little rain? And he did the same thing at his job in human resources. Who needs computers when I've got everything on paper? Let's see. Where did I put those spreadsheets? Then one night, the elves came to his office and installed Bamboo HR software. The next morning, he couldn't believe what he saw. Everything's so easy. Bamboo HR simplified hiring, onboarding, compensation, performance management, and more. Bamboo HR saved so much time and effort that he never wanted to do things the hard way again. I'm taking the car. And I'm loving HR. See how Bamboo HR works like magic to help HR teams live happily ever after. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR to claim your free demo. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. BambooHR.com slash HR. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant Alex I'm Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. 
There's always a moment of truth where it's either put up or shut up. We were yelling our hearts out. Even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continued to push. I don't know where the pain went to, but all I know is that I had what it took. I am a United States Marine. PFC Daryl Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. Have you been tasked with opening a school, church, or business during these uncertain COVID-19 times? Do not do it alone. Vanguard Cleaning Systems of Minnesota have decades of proven cleaning and disinfecting success. For your free on-site consultation, go to VanguardCleaningMinn.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. 651-289-4477. Sorry, I was just looking at the newspaper. Uh, I got my Wall Street Journal in front of me. And uh, Schlumberger, um, which is a big oil field services company, is cutting 21,000 jobs. Those are That will also be a, just in the paper this morning. So that's a question. Also for our guests coming up in the next hour, Brad Olson, Oliver Doolin of Recurrent Investment Advisors, uh, who give who are investment advisors in the energy field. Um, so that that's a question for them as well. 651-289-4477, uh, the number to call. We're talking uh, the we're talking about the data of the of the week right now here on the King Banyan Show. And let me go back to let me go back to this this one point, right? Initial claims data came out and it was up, and everyone's like, "Wait, it's been going down. It's been going down for it, it, going down since March. What's happening here? Um, you know, why why is that happening though? Um, continuing claims is the number to watch, and if you look at continuing claims." They are down to 16.2 million. Now, that doesn't include the people who are in the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program, the supplemental program that's meant for, say, uh, contract workers, gig workers, or self-employed individuals. Doesn't count them. But that number was down uh, 1.1 million, uh, well below the forecast. We're going to have jobs Saturday here in two weeks. We reported to you last week that we thought the numbers looked like the unemployment rate from the Consumer Pulse Survey that the census does, that if you use that, you might think to yourself that the unemployment rate's going to go up rather than down. i actually not sure that's going to be true for two reasons. First of all, I have no idea if the Consumer Pulse Survey is a good survey. We have exactly one comparison between it and the unemployment rate and the, and the jobs report. And that report indicated that it was a pretty good measure, that it did pretty well relative to the people who were out, the people like me who were out there forecasting using other tools. It actually, it actually beat most of the private market forecasts. But that's one time, right? You got one guess right. Give me a few more months, and then we'll make we'll start to think about whether or not there's any real information there. Right now, right now, you just look like you, you just look like you got lucky, okay? Because uh, because uh, uh, Wyatt and I were talking baseball a lot pre-show. Quickly reminds me of that story. Um, uh, I want to say it's 1994. Opening day at Wrigley Field, the Cubs have a new center fielder named Tuffy Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S. He hits three home runs in that game. Now, that game got played before any other game, and there were lots of people who play fantasy sports who then went into the went into their their draft which actually came on that night so they saw the three home runs and they bid crazy on this this new rookie phenom Tuffy Rhodes who's kind of 
if I remember right, he was not a young rookie. He was like 26 already or 27 and been in the Cubs organization for a while. And if I remember right, I think that one day was 10% of his entire career output of home runs. I don't think Tuffy had another 25 home runs in his entire career in the major leagues. If I remember that right, and Wyatt's probably looking me up on Baseball Almanac right now. Um, I think I've got that story right, but it's so, it, I don't, it might not be 25, but it was, uh, it might, I, I, somehow I think he had 28 home runs in his entire career. And, and so I'm not buying the, the, the story about, about the unemployment rate going up for July because of this, this pulse survey, because to me it's like, well, yeah, but that's only one observation. I don't, I don't actually know what that means. The other thing to say about this is the most important thing isn't, isn't the unemployment rate anyway. I actually think the, if you look at this number, the insured unemployment rate's probably around 11%. And given that darn near everybody has insurance now, is that right? Only 13 home runs in his career, Wyatt? It was only 13, according to Wikipedia, which obviously is not used as a professional source by any means, but ah, I have to think it's and- accurate. Yeah, and he only and he had three on opening day. Incredible. He yanked three out on opening day, and everyone went went cuckoo for cocoa puffs over him. Um, and, and you know, and I remember this because because we were we were having the auction that that evening, and and just because I wanted to see what would happen, I threw him out in the first round, and for some reason I think he went for like eighteen bucks, which which is. Like what you would pay for for a real not a an elite outfielder, but a good regular outfielder. All right, I don't even know if he stayed in the stayed on the major league roster the entire year. He was not good. Okay, well I be careful, right? If you made a major league roster, you're good, but he was not good enough to stay on the roster the entire year. So, um, uh, <laughs> I'll let that we'll let that go anyway. Thirteen. I thought it was more than that. Okay, so I, I the legend of Tuffy Rhodes. Um, so I think there are I think there are people out there, and the other thing is that people saying though they're receiving claims by the the pandemic unemployment assistance program. Guess what? They don't count the unemployment. They get counting the unemployment data anyway. I don't think unless you can tell me that that sector got disproportionately hit. I don't think that number that we're going to get next month is going to be necessarily much higher, although not much lower than the June number. So we'll see. Um, other good, the, the, the other data out there in the United States isn't very much. I would tell you the European data looked pretty good. It was better than we thought it would be. It looks like Europe is beginning to turn the corner economically and rebound. I don't have time today to talk about this because we have our guests coming. Had I not had guests arranged today, I would have spent some time talking about what the heck just happened to the European Union. Do not fall asleep on the fact that that the European Union was meant to be a monetary union. Its biggest design was its big and its biggest feature was we're going to create a single currency. We're going to have everybody lived into this currency. It's going to provide for some fiscal restraint, we believe, through the rules called the Maastricht rules for fiscal policy. And it's going to make it cheaper for governments to borrow. And that was, frankly, the reason why the southern tier of European states wanted it was they thought if we all borrowed in euros, we're going to get a lower cost of credit to finance government spending than if we had to have our own currencies. So that's why they want it. Germany wanted because it meant I don't have to worry about exchange rate risk when I sell stuff in my export-oriented economy to the southern states. That was the deal. But the Germans had always said, and the group of people living up, up in the northern part of the countries, basically the Benelux countries, plus so Denmark, Belgium, Den- Denmark, the Netherlands, Sweden, um, which is far more conservative now than people realize, um, 
And the, the what's called the Frugal Four had said, we are never going to have anything more than this. We do not want, in any way, shape, or form, a fiscal union. They took a big step toward a fiscal union this week. They are borrowing money to combat coronavirus and to provide aid basically to those southern states. And that borrowing is going to be the collective responsibility of all the members of the European Union. And fascinatingly, the person that finally made it happen was Angela Merkel of Germany. I think, I think the only reason she was able to do it is because she's not running for re-election. Because this is going to be tremendously unpopular within Germany. But it's a big step in Europe. So they have issues going on there. But the UK's bouncing back kind of nicely. They had a nice manufacturing port this week. The Eurozone composite indexes, uh, the manufacturing and non-manufacturing purchasing manager indices for them went up better than the United States did. Their economies seem look like they're turning around a little bit faster than than where we are right now in the United States. Um, so that so the so I don't think that fiscal move is a very big deal, but I'm still kind of digesting that information and I'm thinking I might want to find a guest who can talk about talk about this with me in some detail. I've got I've got an email out to an old friend of mine from LA that might be able to shed light on it. We'll see what's going to happen with that. When we come back here on the King Banyan show, we're going to talk about what the heck happened to phase 4 stimulus. Can the Republicans not get their act together on this? I think what we're seeing is part of the war for the soul of of uh, policymaking within that party. And some very, very interesting dynamics between various members of of, uh, of that party. And we'll talk about we'll talk about which of these policies. If you are somebody inve- interested in having sound economic policies, like I am, what should you be rooting for? Coming up right after this, you're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Issues of human suffering and societal injustice play incessantly on every outlet around us. Yet, it seems like everywhere you turn, there are more unanswered questions and few honest explanations about why so many of our liberties are under attack. How do we regain order and a sense of normalcy? Find clear answers to the most important questions we face as a nation when you stream morality in the 21st century on Salem Now. This on-demand video discussion with syndicated media host Dennis Prager and distinguished theologian Dr. Wayne Grudem gives you a well-defined understanding about the enemies within our institutions and a vibrant roadmap to protect our God-given liberties. In Morality in the 21st Century, Dennis Prager and Wayne Grudem confront the toughest social issues of today by digging deep into religious and political history and through never-before-told personal stories provide a clear direction for a visionary future. Visit SalemNow.com to stream Morality in the 21st Century and type in the code MINNEAPOLIS for a 20% discount. That's SalemNow.com, promo code MINNEAPOLIS. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? 
Yep, I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. All right, we have to talk about this. We'll have to talk about this, Wyatt, but we'll wait till the last segment. I'm going to let you research for for a moment. Tuffy Rhodes, we may have we have uh, probably slandered because he hit 469 home runs in Japan. All right, in Japan, why is he not more known? That's that's interesting. What the heck was that? There what? What was the name of the Tom Selleck movie where he's he's a baseball player in Japan? Is that uh, Mr. Baseball? Not ringing a bell for me. I, what year would that okay. have come out? Maybe it's past oh, my golly, time. Oh, golly, I don't know. I, I don't, well, yeah, you probably were a kid when this yeah. came out. That's true. It's more than 10 years old. Okay. Um, so, but uh, anyway. Uh, 651-289-4477. If you know the movie, you can... You can chime in, or if you want to come on and defend Tuffy Rhodes, we'll let you do that, too. Um, <laughs> it just makes sense. Anyway, let me talk about, let me talk about what's going on, going on in, in, in Washington right now. We have all, so over the, over the last 72 hours, we've seen an announcement that there was going to be a Senate bill that responded to the HEROES Act from the House, the House passed the HEROES Act back in May, and the HEROES Act spends $3 trillion. Now, I'm not going to, I'm not for the purposes of this conversation going to talk about the deficit as the issue. It's an issue. I could talk about it a lot, but it's not the piece I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is the tax impacts of the various proposals that are being bandied about as ways in which we're going to solve or try to help the economy and help uh, people uh, get back to work. Now, a lot of this turns on the fact that you've had a num- you've had people offer, various components to the Senate and the Senate's reaction has been we're not going to pass a bill that we don't know we can that we don't know that the president will sign now now as the intro to our show notes I used to be in the state legislature and when I was there I'm a Republican. I, well, I was a Republican then. I'm not 100% sure if I'm one now. I'm about 99% sure I'm still one. Um, I Okay, I'm a Republican. I was in the majority. The Senate was controlled by a Republican majority as well. But our, but our governor was a Democrat. And I can tell you the minority party could always stand up and say, well, you can pass that bill if you want. You got the votes, but the governor's not going to sign it, so we're not going to engage you in trying to make the bill any better. We, in fact, want the bill to be bad so that the governor will veto it. And time after time, they got their wish. The governor, Governor Dayton at that time, vetoed a ton of bills. So Mitch McConnell quite rightly says, well, I have a president who has his own mind, and which we should like, actually. We should like our presidents to be independent thinkers. And that president is going to have desires for the bill, and we're not going to pass any bill that doesn't have uh, the, the blessing of the president. So 
So in essence, Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, has been negotiating with the White House. The problem has been the White House doesn't know its own mind in terms of what it wants. We talked about this last week where we had Steve Mnuchin, who wants the extension of the unemployment insurance benefits, versus Larry Kudlow, who wanted to pass the ta- pass the pass a uh, payroll tax cut. It turns out that it turns out this week that they were going to try to bring a bill forward that was going to radically change the unemployment insurance benefit on the one hand and on the other hand was going to have the payroll tax cut. So basically basically the bill was going to have wasn't going to be a choice of one or the other, but it was going to be yes, we'll have both. Thank you very much. Now, part of that signal is that the bill was going to be larger in terms of its impact on the deficit. I told you I wasn't going to talk about that. The, supposedly, the bill was going to be larger in its impact on the deficit. But they've sort of drawn a line in the sand, the Senate has, that they can only have a bill that's only equal to $1 trillion. Because they want to go and negotiate with the $3 trillion House bill and land in the middle somewhere. So they didn't want to give up any room before they went into negotiation. The problem with that plan is they probably didn't have a way to square the, to, to square the circle that included both of those things and still kept it under a trillion dollars. So we don't know what happened in the Senate caucus room. We don't have a we don't have a, a, a Broadway play to sing sing to us what happened in the room where it happened. But what we do know is the Senate folks came out and just simply had themselves quite the little fit about about the status of, of what had happened uh, the status of the bill. We were told Wednesday was going to roll out, and they said, no, we're going to put it out Thursday morning. They're like, yeah, okay, they're just dotting I's and crossing T's, and everything will be okay. And apparently what happened was they took it to the Senate Republican Caucus, the U.S. Senate Republican Caucus, on Wednesday afternoon, and they had themselves a good old-fashioned shouting match. Now, again, as a a former legislator, I can say I've been in caucus rooms. Um, Those conversations become quite heated. And it sounds like it got fairly heated, even between folks who you'd think be birds of a feather, like Senator Cruz from Texas and Senator Cotton from Arkansas. They don't see eye to eye on this particular bill. Now, I don't have quotes for them. I looked for those, and I didn't see anything that was giving me any information. But let me give you, let me sorry, give you the, the TikTok on this. So, so first of all, uh, let me grab the... Um, the bill on Thursday morning, the White House sends out Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, who we heard last week, who favored the pay, who favored the extension of unemployment insurance, and he comes out and says this. Play the Mnuchin cut, please. Will there be a payroll tax cut in, in the bill? Not, not in this, but we're going to come back again. You know, there may be a CARES 5.0. The president, again, is focused on money in American workers and American pockets right now. So Mnuchin wins because he didn't want the payroll. He didn't want the, 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 the payroll tax cut. He wants to pay it. So, they, so they've, in essence, said that's not going to happen. The amount of belly aching that's happening as a result of that is quite interesting. Now, Larry Kudlow is on the losing side of this debate, and he has to come forward and find a way to turn this into, oh, no, everything's fine. Everything's just fine. Don't you worry. Everything's okay. So let's play this first cut from Larry Kudlow. Uh, No, uh, White House is not there yet. The president's not there yet. Um, We know there's expiration we suggest that we make a deal as promptly as possible. Uh, we do not wish to extend uh, the unemployment uh, benefits of the $600 Federal Plus up simply because basic economics show that if the benefits are significantly higher than the wages, people are not going to go back to work. Well, he's right. That's true. Here's the problem as we see it right now. 
Our unemployment insurance system is run by 50 different states. It's not a national unemployment insurance system. Every state has its own set of rules about how much it replaces. So unemployment insurance is a wage replacement scheme saying if you earn this much, we're going to pay you a percentage of this back. That percentage is different in different states. The average wages in some states is different than others. The average wage in California is significantly higher than the average wage of North Dakota. Okay, just is, because California has a lot di- di- has a different mix of jobs than North Dakota has. So, and it has a higher wage replacement rate. So when they passed the CARES Act, because they knew there was an issue in writing this, they said, "Well, we're going to have to somehow find a way to 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 get the money out there, but we don't." We don't want to make this too complicated because we want the money out there fast. That's why they did the $600. So Cudlow says, hey, we're not just going to do $600. We're not going to, we're not going to in fact, do that. Okay? Um, Cudlow goes on. Uh, let's play that second Cudlow clip, please. We would like to change unemployment to roughly a cap of 70% of wages. And on top of that, we have incentives uh, we're going to put a reemployment bonus or tax credit on of a significant amount. And don't forget, the president still supports payroll tax cut, uh, payroll tax holiday, which would plus up after tax wages by roughly seven and a half percent. That's an inducement to come back to work. If you tax employment less, you'll get more employment. Well, he says that on Wednesday and now now the next day, Mnuchin says that's out. They work in the same White House. But to go back to the first point, he says, that we're going to do this 70% replacement, that's what they wanted to do in the CARES Act. And what they got back was, it's too hard. It's administratively a nightmare to create a system like that. Okay? So, what would we do instead? Well, I have some ideas, and we'll talk about them after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Many people are searching for the right 401k decisions within these crazy markets. Are you looking for a local community of investors with the right skills that could help build confidence? Make better financial decisions right here in the Twin Cities because you are the best steward of your own money. Call OTA today to learn more in our free introductory investing class, either in center or virtually at 952-814-4410, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com. Audiences everywhere are saying Uncle Tom is a must-see movie. Fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. Excellent. Breathtaking. A movie that is changing hearts and minds. I really feel inspired. We're going to put up statues because of what this film may do. An eye-opening masterpiece of the real history of America. They want to cover up history. I didn't study that kind of stuff when I was in history. They are actively learning their history wrong. Why have you hidden this from me? Starring Larry Elder. And Uncle Tom is somebody who has sold out by embracing the white man. Candace Owens. I'm a black female. I should be at the top of the progressive stack. Brandon Tatum. They believe that I want to be accepted in the white community. Kind of like the house Negro back in slavery. And Herman Cain. As my late grandfathers used to say, I does not care. These are the voices of the movie Uncle Tom. Get your copy today at UncleTom.com. Use promo code Minneapolis to save 20%. Hi, this is PJ from PJ's Appliance Outlet, your local, family-owned, and operated appliance store. No matter where you live in the Twin Cities, PJ's is worth the drive. We're centrally located in Plymouth. Just this past month, we've had satisfied customers from Maple Grove, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Eden Prairie, Bloomington, all over the Twin Cities. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores by simply providing over-the-top customer service, great quality products, and unbeatable prices. PJ's has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. 
You can save hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars on brand new warrantied name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers, dishwashers and freezers, top brands like LG, Frigidaire, and much more. Come visit our showroom today and ask for PJ, Bob, or Jake, or visit our website at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. Get a $4,000 whole house water softener system for just $2,000 through this special offer from Commerce Water and this station. There's just one half-price water system. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab, then Half-Price Offers, or call the station now. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. That's an interesting song choice. I can remember my babysitter playing that song and doing the twist. And I think I would have been either five or six. It may be the first rock and roll song I actually have mem- a memory of, of, like where I was when I heard it and what was happening. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. So, so. The White House wants to do a replacement. So there's a lot of argument. There's a piece in the Washington Post this morning that I believe I've retweeted for you at Pound KBRS about how the Republicans are just massively screwing up because they're trying to reform the system because they're proposing something that the system can't do. Well, the system should be changed. Unemployment insurance as a state-by-state scheme is a hot mess. All right, so first thing to note about this is is that we probably can't do we probably can't do what we would like to do because we're stuck with an antiquated system. And you know, I love federalism about as much as much as any uh, economist you'll know. I studied uh, while I was in graduate school, I actually studied uh, a famous book on fiscal federalism uh, done by uh uh, Professor Wallace Oates uh, from the University of Maryland. Um, uh, this would have been in the early 1980s. Um, but the unemployment insurance uh, scheme, if you're going to send money from Washington and try to send it through these various mechanisms like unemployment insurance, like the Small Business Administration, their particular administrative structures will not let you do exactly what it is you want them to do. You could hear the disappointment in a number of places. Um, Art Laffer, who is a co-advisor, was a co-advisor with Cudlow and with Steve Moore, who we've heard on the show here in the past. Laffer was on Stuart Varney's show uh, yesterday, Friday, and as you were thinking about and talked about the fact that unemployment insurance is probably not the best way to get the economy moving again. Let's play the first Laffer cut, please. No, it's not what I think is good for the country. What you want to do, uh, Stuart, is incentivize people to work. And, you know, the lowest income groups pay the most payroll taxes as a share of total taxes. And what you want to do is make them much more attractive to be hired by employers and much more anxious to work because of their payroll tax cut. So this is a real incentive for people to work and for people to employ and to increase the growth of the country. And this is why this is why Cudlow has been pushing this. And, And the problem has been that the White House has not made the case that Laffer just made. An unemployment tax, uh, uh, the the payroll tax, probably has, is a percentage tax, but it likely has the largest impact on people at the lower end of the the schedule. The wedge wedge between what you receive as take-home play as a worker and what it costs to to hire you for an hour as an employer is greater at lower wage levels than than that. Laffer's trying to say that. Even he didn't get it quite perfectly right here. Although I know he knows it because he's the guy I learned it from. 
He used to come out to Claremont when I was in graduate school. He came out and talked about supply-side economics and would draw the Laffer curve and the, and the tax wedge and, the, and, and all of that. And, and I sat through probably about five hours of seminar with, with, uh, with Art uh, back, in, back in the early 1980s. He's still pushing that idea, and it still has currency because you've also got Steve Moore pushing that, and you've also got the head of the National Economic Council, Larry Kudlow, pushing that. Let's go ahead and play the second Laffer cut, please. I really do really oppose that in general. Now, specifically, I don't know how it's going to be distributed, but when you pay people not to work or not for working, you're taking those resources from workers and producers, and it's going to slow the economy down. Now, if people are desperately in need of money, Stuart, of course, that's the humanitarian read, that's a redistribution. But as far as a stimulus to the economy, 1200 bucks in people's pockets is not going to stimulate the economy. It's going to slow the economy down. But if it's humanitarian and people need it badly, it's worth the slowdown to put that money in their hands. But I don't think in this case where it's being decided on the floors of the Senate or in the halls of whatever it may be, these people are really looking at the need very carefully. Uh, they, they haven't been historically. So that's about a stimulus check, which he opposes. I actually disagree with him about that. I think another check is probably going to be is going to happen and I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be as harmful as he does. He thinks that's going to replace work effort. I don't think that's really the case. All right, but I do support the idea that that paying up unemployment insurance at some high level, it, you know, re-upping the $600 is a detriment to work. That number has to come down. The 70% wage replacement is lovely in theory. It's a great theory. The practicality of it is you simply can't make the administrative mechanisms in the 50 states work to get that done. They haven't even been able to get all the unemployment checks out as it is right now. Simply make it a plus up and just graduate it down. Say for the month of September, it's going to month of August is going to be 400 for the month of September, 300 for the month of October, 200 for the month of November, 100 and goes away in December. Okay, do that. You'll get just about the same thing you're looking for, and it's just administratively a lot simpler. Just ratchet it down, and if nothing else, ratchet it down by month. I don't know what it costs. I don't really care what it costs. You probably just have to put that in place. That's the battle that's going on right now, and I, we're out of time. I can't talk any more about that, but when we come back, we are going to talk about the energy industry with Brad Olson and, and Oliver Doolin of Recurrent Investment Advisors. Please stand, stand by with us after these messages. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. In small business, competition can be brutal. Over 90% of your potential customers read online reviews before buying. If your company's online reputation doesn't reflect how your customers feel about your business, then your competitor is getting the sale. If you're going to win the battle, you have to manage your company's online reputation. Reviews911.net wants to offer you a free trial of our online reviews management platform that you can have up and running in about five minutes. You'll learn how to replace bad reviews with good ones and how current reviews can make you show up at the top of local search results. Improve your customer's brand experience and get more reviews on the sites that matter most, like Google, Yelp, Facebook, and all the rest, so that new customers will find you first. Win the small business slugfest when you text WIN to 411411. Reviews911.net. Text the word WIN to 411411 to get your free trial today. Text WIN to 411411. Text WIN to 411411. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed, and you can have unlimited Internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the Internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is satellite Internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast Internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 
That's 800-430-8761. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do Minnesota's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. (laughs) Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. This message presented by...